Well, hello, 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 and welcome to Christian Counseling Survivors of Trauma podcast. I'm your host, Akayami McCoy. I want to thank you for deciding to tune in, and I sure hope you decide to come back for future episodes. All the information being shared on this episode is for educational purposes only. This is not meant to be a replacement or a substitute for therapy with a licensed mental health clinician. All right, sit back and relax, and let's get ready for the episode. No one really knows what to do when they get a phone call from a friend telling you that their family member or a parent, a child, or a very close friend passes away. You really don't know what to say. You're not sure exactly how you should act, but you feel so bad for your friend. Well, the best thing that can be done to support your friend or family member when someone passes away is to just be there. You don't have to come up with something wise or something smart to say. Just being in the same environment with someone is basically all that's needed. Also, no one needs for you to continually say, well, your family member is in a better place. No one wants to hear that when they're grieving because what they want is for their family member or their friend to be back with them. It's also not a good thing to say things like, Well, you can always remember the good times because again, nobody's thinking of good times. They're only thinking of the fact that the person that they love is no longer going to be around. So the best way to support them is to just be present, be present in the space that they're in. And if they need you, they'll come to you. Don't ask them to say, or don't ask them to call you if you, if you need something or what can I get for you? What do you need? Because during that time, they really don't know what they need. They're in grief. They're dealing with grief. They're in a grief mode. So again, the best way to support someone is to just be present. Now, it also may help if when you go visit them, in their home or in the home of the one that passed away, maybe you could just do something as simple as bringing something to eat. Because during that time, the person is probably not even going to want to eat. But to have the food present so they don't have to worry about ordering food or cooking a meal, that will be a big help to them. Again, Your job is not to ask them, what can I do for you? Or what do you need? Because they really don't know. Your job is to know the things that is going to be needed during that time. And that is the opportunity to sleep, the opportunity to eat, and to make sure that they stay hydrated while they're dealing with this. Sometimes a house can be full of people. And if the people are just silent then that's just enough for the person that is grieving. 
They don't probably want to talk to anybody. They probably don't want to have to ask questions because they're pretty much in shock at the moment. Even if they knew that the family member was getting ill or getting worse, they still was not actually emotionally prepared for them being gone. So sometimes, again, the best thing to do is to just be present in the moment, not asking them questions, not giving them these little quotes and stuff that we've heard people, other people say, because they don't matter during that time. And then if the person gets to a point where they have, you know, kind of dealt with the initial shock, they will come to you and they may burst into tears. They may ask why it happened. Your job is not to be, have the answer or have the right answer. Your job is to just say, tell me what I can do to help you. Tell me what I can do to support you right now. What do you need from me? Or maybe you could just give them a hug or allow them to cry on your shoulder. The best thing, again, is to just be present in the moment. All right. I hope that helps someone. And I hope that you can use this information for the next opportunity that you come up to where your friend needs support. They always talk about the number of stages or grieving stages that people go through when someone passes away. They can range anywhere from five to eight different stages that somebody might exhibit in behavior. One of them is usually shock. Most people are just not ready to deal with the fact that this person is gone. Some people call it denial. They may also deal with anger of the person being gone. For whatever reason, a person gets angry. We just don't know that. But they can go through that stage of being angry. Then there can be a stage of bargaining where they'll say stuff like, Lord, if you just allow them to be back with me or to heal and not die, you know, I'll do this. So we bargain sometimes in hopes that that's going to cause them to be back with us. Or we might start dealing with a lot of grief and depression because that is the actual period of time where you just have not been able to deal with it and you literally don't have motivation or desire to do any of the things that you used to love to do because you're deeply grieving the loss of someone. And if that person has been actively involved in your life, you literally have to adjust your life for them being gone. Because if you talk to them every day, then you don't have the ability to do that. Or if you saw them every day, you won't be able to see them anymore. So sometimes people have to seriously make an adjustment to their lives because the person is no longer present. And then the last thing that people will usually go through a stage is acceptance. They've accepted the fact that they're gone. They're not coming back. And all the anger, the emotional things is not going to change anything. But in reality, 
people go through these stages at different times. Some of them repeat over and over again. Some of them may not show up until very much later in the grieving period. And so it's, there is no specific way that this is supposed to happen. It's different for everyone. The other thing that may be important is when someone is dealing with grief, they really do need a distraction. You know, there are times when my mom passed away that I was distracted by a cell phone app, a game, Angry Birds. I just played that game over and over and over again because it was a distraction for my mind. Some people have utilized games like Candy Crush or Solitaire or something that just totally takes your mind off of what's been happening because you can't resist the thoughts that come with someone grieving, but you can change your focus. So a distraction is great. And that distraction may be something that you can do alone and not necessarily with somebody else. Um, it's also a good idea in a, after a certain period of time that some people might benefit from being in a grief group you know, in a group with other people who have recently lost someone because you're literally getting support from one one another because sometimes people seem to think that you should snap out of it or you should get over it. And those are very um, damaging type of people to be around at that time. So it's a good idea to be part of a grief group and then that way you can all deal with whatever it is you're dealing with and not be judged by it and not be expected to just get over it like some people think you should you should do the period of time when somebody grieves changes it varies it is nothing like the other person it's always going to be different some people never really get over it a grief depending on the relationship now when people get to a certain point where they can move on with their life, really move on. They can start family traditions, do things that will remind them of their um, loved ones, save pictures, do family traditions and cook meals and anything that will help make the memory better for them. So try some things and see how it works for you. It is never necessary for a person to apologize for feeling grief or feeling sad or feeling depressed about their loved one being gone. Three years, five years, 10 years can pass and a person that is dealing with grief can experience grief as if it just happened yesterday. So don't ex expect a person that has been gone for a long time to not pop up in your mind as if it just happened the day before because it can totally happen where you feel like you really wish they were there with you. You may have a crying spell as if it just recently happened and it may have been several years since they passed away because certain life events will trigger a thought and make you wish that that family member was there for you to share good news, share bad news, or just for them to be there for you to lean on 
during a very emotional time in your life. So it's okay if you experience that. You don't have to be you don't have to apologize for what you feel. And people that love you and care about you should be able to understand that when it does happen. And trust me, it will happen. Something that will remind you of them will make you feel like it just recently happened. And then there are others who just really never totally get over losing a loved one, especially if that loved one was a child or a parent or a life partner. Because if your life was fully invested and fully engulfed with them, then having them be gone is like having part of your physical body removed. And you never totally get over that. You might go through life and live life, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you totally get over it. And it's okay that you don't get over it because they were officially part of you. So don't apologize for it when it happens and don't think that you need to make excuses why you feel the way you feel. Everyone has the um, ability to deal with grief in the way they need to deal with it. I wish to leave you with two scriptures that might be a good source or support for those who are dealing with grief. The first one comes out of Psalms 34 verse 18 and it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And the second one that I have for you comes out of Psalms 147 verse 3. And it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Well, I hope this episode has been helpful to you and maybe it is helpful for someone else that might be dealing with grief. And if it is, let me know. In the meantime, good mental health and good spiritual health. You take care until the next episode. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode number six, and I do hope that you decide to come back for future episodes. If you'd like to stay in touch with me, you can reach me through my website at www.life-counseling-transitions.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Listens. That's A-K-I-A-M-I-L-I-S-T-E-N-S. All right, until the next time, good mental health and good spiritual health.